ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Rob Pod Blog Blog Pod Rob Rob Pod Robcast, something like that. Um, it's another episode. Um, recording not long after the first one, actually, and just just a different day. And I don't know how long this episode is going to be. It's just going to be like a quick start of sort of a start of this series. Um, this series is going to be chatting about Updown Records, which is a record label that I have worked for, as well as started, as well as kind of killed off. Um, it's a complicated story, but I'm hoping it's going to be interesting because there's quite a few like I don't know. It's just it's just one of those stories that's got like a, a few different movements, a few different acts to it. And I think if I just get it out there in some sort of audio form, then it'll exist. And I'm sure I'll miss out details, and I'm sure I won't remember things right, but I think it's best to do it. So, what is Updown Records? Updown Records is and kind of was a non-profit record label. The whole idea is it's sharing music for the love. We're producing music and sharing it for free because we do it for the love of it. And it's a lovely community of people that produce music together, have collaborated, produce things like splits where you know people produce on each other's albums. And it's really built itself to be this nice little community of musicians just making music because they love music. That's it. Um, Blogudr.tumblr.com if you want to go over there. It's it's really behind in the updates. But I, I just thought it's got an interesting story. So let's go back. Let's go back to when I was about 15. And that was when the, you know, the internet was for an average person kind of accessible but in its infancy there were things like broadband that was around but it was very rare that like your mum and dad had it um you know we grew up and there wasn't smartphones and things and i'm not even saying this is like oh i'm so old it's just it's just at the point of our teenage years those weren't things we had and so we felt the benefit when things like internet appeared as we sort of went into late secondary school and college Um, of all the new possibilities you could do and now you're so spoiled by it and teenagers have all those complications that come with it but I'm just saying this wasn't the world we lived in Um, I don't really know how the beginning of this 100% begins but basically I had a laptop that I bought for myself um, and we had like we had internet but it was very very early like broadband internet and as part of it obviously it was all about music listening to music and a certain part of it was of course kind of along with other people downloading things in a slightly less than savory way um and i had experiment with all sorts and it really wasn't getting whole albums it was like one or two tracks to go on my little mp3 player that could only hold like 30 songs um and through it there was this site i think it was called chew dog and basically what you could do is that there was loads of blog blog spots and they would share the new albums when they released. And this thing collated all of those and put it together. So anytime a new album was released, you would search in that and most likely someone shared it on their blog. And through this, at this point, I was, you know, kind of like I am now into rock, metal, punk, still varies. But a part of it that I'd kind of gone into was like Nintendo core, chip tuney that way. Um, and through it I discovered this band called Smashing Grandpa. I don't know how I found it, I found, I think I found a blog post of a guy just, you know, sharing a couple of tracks. And 
in the description of, of whatever he shared, he put something like, anyone remember these guys? You know, they're from Baltimore. Um, I saw them playing a couple of times. Here's, the, here's like the copy of the cassette I purchased to that show. Um, he goes, you know, they had a couple of other CDs for sale, but I didn't, you know, I can't find them. And this being like, not only did I listened to the music and thought it was great, but for some reason, this being the internet at that point, it was like, this is a project, this is a thing. Why don't I quickly have a Google? Because maybe this guy hasn't had a Google. Um, and so, I found myself, now I've got to remember this right, but I think they had a MySpace page. And on the MySpace page, there were some comments about like the whereabouts of certain things. And for some reason this hooked me and, and the Chipchi music was except, exceptional in itself but it was never my type of music but it really turned me on to that but I couldn't it didn't progress me onto anything else so I would read these comments of these people questioning where this music was and piecing it together and eventually I thought to myself why don't I like make a forum and get these people together because I got to really know like their usernames and stuff and we started this forum, I can't remember what it was, and I, of course I was young, but it was like this thing of like this community, all about this music, and it was like these piecing together these pieces of like old demos of songs, or like there's a live, there's a, I don't know, a set list that somebody's found in their basement, and it's got this song that, that isn't on a recording, and can anyone find a copy of that, and it was like an entire forum dedicated to people who had these rare demos, to people who had CDs, to people that were trying to contact recording studios they, they were perhaps in. Now, Sash and Grandpa as a band, they'd, they played quite a few shows. They played a couple of like semi-international shows where that by that I say they went to Canada. Um, they produced a few EPs and albums in their time. Um, they released an album called Jelly Bean Custard Stampede and it was sort of their after a little break it was like their sort of up and coming album they had a few issues and ups and downs with record labels and things in this time but basically they got back in the studio and made this album uh, there was four members I'm going to forget the names there was Tom Firm, The Brains The Brains, Mute and 724 I think is it see it's a problem basically four of them um not long before I discovered them, Tom Thurm, unfortunately, had passed away in a, in a traffic accident. They, they were on the way to the recording studio to do some more recordings for their next album, and he, he was killed. Um, not long before that, 727 was thrown out of the band for issues of drugs. Um, so they'd had sort of ups and downs, but basically, at the point where Tom Thumb, who was one of the founding members along with Butte, um, they disbanded, that's it. Like, they, their trajectory, you know, with Chipsy Music, it was never going to get world-breaking massive, but they'd, they'd disbanded, and they'd gone back to just being lawyers. Um, so, to me, this story was fascinating. I mean, there were loads of twists and turns that at some point I've got to sort of find, I've got somewhere a spreadsheet of from, from when I went back a part of these these blog posts of like twists and turns in their career of like plotted and who did what and where was things happening it's really interesting I'll have to bring it up if people are interested in but um so all this happened and we were on these forums and 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 I'm you're I'm talking probably like a year a year and a half of just like 
just like not not much happening basically um we finding little songs finding little clips finding home videos and and really like you know you think if, if you're talking about a band that's toured like internationally like i mean i'm talking like you know into europe or things like this you'd think there'd be a lot of information a lot of recordings but you're talking about a band that have played like shows around the states or into canada but a lot of like support shows or a lot of small shows to family and friends and like we were giving it more attention than anybody had really and obviously that's that's a great thing for them um one day a guy came onto the forum i can't remember who his name but he said he believed he had tracked down who mute was he believed through a recording studio that we got a few recordings off of we got a couple of information on demo cassettes he'd got a name of someone that he believed to be mute from the band now obviously at this point we'd established it wasn't tom thumb because his name was tom like we'd established this at this point um we had found records of his um passing in eulogies and things to him obviously not really referencing the band but we, we'd known his name and at this point we'd found this name and he'd of course in in his like cyber sleuthing ways had found an email address to this lawyer based in baltimore with this name who um looking on his cv page had taken a gap from work kind of around the right times so i have been the you know the webmaster which is a really terrible thing to say like that that phrase is just really dated so like, I'm going to email him. I'm just going to do it because we're never going to know otherwise. We're always going to be like, what if this guy was? So I emailed him. I put the perfectly worded thing together. I just said, By, you know, we're massive fans. We're piecing together your discography. You can look at all the work we've done. Um, like, we, we don't necessarily want anything of you. Just clarifications of dates or clarifications of releases or, or even clarifications of, like, is this it? And didn't hear anything for I think a couple of weeks and then two weeks later I got an email from from this man and he said basically oh, sorry I've been on holiday um I've got your email um I I can confirm I am I am mute and obviously I, I'd already apologized for sort of you know presuming and also bothering him because I'm sure he's very busy um but he'd tell I, I am mute and he'd he'd looked at our, he was incredibly impressed by what we did um, he said that of you know up to his be- best recollection he he fixed a couple of things in our timeline he'd uh, and he said basically here's what I've got he said like it's it's not it's not everything I definitely know that for sure but there are there are some things you're missing and there were a couple of releases on there that we didn't know existed there was a couple of releases that we hadn't seen mentioned we hadn't any record of and he gave us them there were a couple of albums or eps that were just missing songs there was a couple of songs we'd only heard live versions of and here they were fully fleshed out we'd we'd, at this point we'd pieced together one whole ep from various scribbles and various like press releases and like people writing about in the newspaper that they're releasing this ep and it's got these songs on it and we pieced it together and tried to guess at the track listing you know and things like this but it was made from like live versions and like 20 seconds of a song put on a phone and here it was just straight out right and um so 
me and Mute chatted quite a bit actually. Like I got quite friendly with him in the beginning. Like he seemed to like, obviously. I think he loved the fact that we were so we were so invested in their music. We, he loved the fact that like we'd taken all this time and um and like he he did become a member on the forum and like answer a lot of questions. It was honestly it was one of those beautiful moments where it's like he felt really appreciated and we felt like we were really appreciated and it just worked really well. And um. There was one day and I was like, we, I said to him, I was like, we need to do something with this music. I was like, I know like, you know, iTunes was about and stuff, but it was like, he wasn't want to, didn't want to make money, didn't want to do anything like that. It was just this like time capsule. And I said to him basically like, well, there's these, these blogspot things and I know they share music in a legal fashion, but we could do our own. We could put it on there and do updates like these things get these things get views and if they're pulled into this chew dog thing i can't really remember what it's called chew dog then people might click through because they'll see the word chip tune and then you know i'm not saying you'll make money but i found you and like i think other people could and i think other people would like it so he he had a thing about it he was like oh, you know he's like i'll have a i'll have a think and came back about a week later and was like yeah he goes do you know do you know what like it sat there doing nothing it sat on my hard drive there's songs that like if we hadn't have pushed him would have never been heard by anyone ever and now we've got i don't know 30 or so members on our forum which isn't huge but we were dedicated that, that we're so happy to be hearing this music so that's when sort of up down records was born it became it was this thing where it was literally like there is no plan there is just we are going to put this music out and there was a couple of albums where it didn't have artwork and he kindly I, I i offered to do the artwork for them or like they had artwork but he couldn't remember it you know and i did it for them or i remastered a couple of the pieces of artwork so that they matched and some of it we did then have the piece from a book like and a, and a scribbling or like an old email address or an old web page and him thinking you know and it was that sort of scramble to get the artwork but after about a year i think it took a year away and it might seem a bit ridiculous but obviously we're we're all working and stuff and it was like we finally amassed enough of a collection with artwork and everything and the complete enough things and track lists from what you could recollect and all these things that we could share we could put it live and that was I can't even remember the exact date but that was the date Up Down Records were born and it was like here is this music and, and you know we'd we'd felt like our, our job was done and it was there and it got a bit of traction some of the some of the albums had up to you know two three thousand downloads which is more than I ever expected it's more than you ever expected and I was happy to give it back to him I was happy that he could he could think about those times in his life and you know and it's a shame, obviously, what happened to Tom. It's a shame that the trajectory of what they could have been, but it's it's the best way you can honour someone is to just share it. And, and right in the beginning, like, you had said to me that, that Tom had a tattoo, and he'd had it from, like, he was since he was about 15. It's when he decided he wanted to be a musician, but obviously he was trained to be a lawyer. And it just said, music for the love. And... We used that as a motto because it was like, we're not out here to make... Well, at that point, we weren't even out there to make music. We were out there to just share. We share and hear is music because we're sharing it for the love of music. Um, 
and that's sort of the way it stayed for a little while there wasn't really any any other plans it was like we still chatted on the forums but it was almost like the job was done and that was the point of the internet that was the you know our mission was complete and now we could go get on with our lives you know went off to university and stuff like this um and i don't know how much further i want to go today i think i'm gonna go a bit further so Leading on from that, it had always been in my mind that this was this was a thing. I'd done the artwork, we we shared it, we promoted it, and we were getting some hits. Not that I wanted to abuse it or anything. And I went off to university, and one Christmas for Christmas, I got given a keyboard. And me and my good friend Darren, who you know, one of my best friends since school, we started pissing around and ended up recording haphazardly this song called The Cheese Song and it was literally completely improvised made up on the spot, him playing the keyboard and just changing and me reacting to the changes of music and making this song and it was good well, it was it was funny, it worked well the music and the, the music and the singing matched, which of course helped, so it we, in the space of a week or so, we recorded an album, Diva Cheese. And I don't really know why, well, I know why it became an album. Because Up Down Records was a thing. If Up Down Records hadn't been, hadn't been a thing, we would have recorded one song and we would have gone, huh, that was funny. Or we recorded a few songs and we'd have gone, huh, they're funny. And they just would have been songs like that. And in fact, I don't know what we'd have done with them. They would have just sat on a hard drive. But because Up Down Records was a thing, it sparked this thing of like we're going to collect them into an album and we're going to organise them into like what order the track should be and make maybe an intro and an outro and it was just that so we recorded it all keyboards you know didn't like silly skits little funny things completely mental and it just kind of sat there like I made an album cover it and it just sat there and then I put it on the forums which are kind of like dried up by this point you know you're talking like 2010 you're talking like 25 five six years since this whole thing began and um kind of dried up but there was you know like 10 or so people still left on there and i just put hey produce this is this is kind of funny and stupid and because we got to the point where like we'd known each other so long and things people have been sharing people have been sharing things they were making not certainly not really music but things that are making photography it just become this sort of bam group that started because of a reason and mute was on there and i think one of the guys just randomly come to me goes hey you should you should just put this on up down records and see what people think because at this point it wasn't like it had been quite a few years since i'd put anything else on there but it was literally like well there's a bunch of people we could test it and see what they think so we so we did and then, of course, that spurred me and Darren on to record more. And at that point, the genetic misprints were born. Um, I'm not going to go too much further into the genetic misprints story. I'm going to I'm going to save that for another day. But basically, this was the start of it being like this is just a time capsule of music, and this is and this now has moved into this is a this is a record label that's still music for the love. It's still just promoting and pushing, and this group of this collective of people producing music but it turned it into this platform it turned it into we can announce things we can share new things 
Um, and also, we, we'd established that we'd gone from chip tune to like shitty songs on a keyboard in one jump, like nothing in the middle. And that led us in good stead because it meant we could have a lot of variety. Um, and that was a, it's a really important thing that happened that that stupid album. Viva La Cheese, the stupid cheese song. If it didn't work, or if Updown Records hadn't have just happened, or Mute hadn't replied, or any of these things hadn't happened, they wouldn't have started this chain reaction. This chain reaction that I'll tell you in further weeks leads to ridiculous things happening. Now, I mean, temper your expectations, you know. But but in terms of things that we never thought would happen, and in terms of things that never should have happened or never were even a conversation, Up Down Records was the spark. And I look forward to telling you the rest of the story. I hope you've enjoyed this, this sort of first episode into Up Down Records. If you fancy going over and having a look at some of the stuff, there is some parts of the story over there. Um, um, obviously you can go right back and listen to Smashing Grandpa Music, you can listen to Beaver the Cheese in all its shittiness, you can you can jump ahead and listen to like the most recent stuff we've been putting on there, we're still a couple of years ahead, years behind because of busyness but um just go check it out um, the forum isn't around anymore um, so it's kind of the only place that like you can get the, the Smashing Grandpa stuff. But I'm really proud that like we've we've done it. There are of course spoilers for later in this series because there are things that you can see on there that have happened that guessed are probably quite good. Um, but that's it. Yeah. So I, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this. I'm, I'm sure next week we'll probably have podcast on a completely different topic or something completely random but I, I thought this was really kind of interesting and if you're you know it's a strange like new media sort of story where like if this thing has happened now it wouldn't have really happened and if it had happened before the internet that definitely wouldn't have happened it's like this perfect time of like access to the internet but not too much and you know it just yeah there's a lot to be going on with and there's a lot that I'll explain to you and a lot of new faces and people to meet and new things happening. Um, so thank you very, very much for listening. This is completely a passion project. Just hearing me talk about stuff like this, especially when it's not related to video games or anything, but I'm just really grateful if you've given it time to listen to that you'll come back again, tell me what I can change, what I can do differently. Um, sorry if it sounds like I'm recording from my pocket in a car because I am but it's truthfully that's how I get my time on my commutes and uh, I will see you in the next episode whatever it will be Happy, 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 happy,